Welcome to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke, and this is episode 101. 101. Dalmatians. I was just thinking the that. Dalmatians. I knew it. I knew it. And uh, Lauren is not here. Nope. Uh, he's got some time off. In his so... place is resident Disney specialist. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. There's got to be one in every room. There's got to be one. One. Juan. <laughs> Juan Juan one. One <laughs> uh, Kelly, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for being here. Of Appreciate course. it. Thanks Did for... you know that I used to think that you had a canned version of that intro and played it? But no, you do it live. We did every it a couple week. of, we did it for the very beginning. Yeah, was it we like, did it what, for like maybe five or six yeah, episodes? Not very you many. were like, we're not doing mm-hmm. this. Oh, that's horrible. Too much editing. Let's just talk yeah, about it. Like, let's uh, just, just repeat it. Let's just hit record and we'll see what happens. Yeah. The, the fun part is like I screw it up. Sometimes I'm reading through it and I'm like, wow, that's that not at all. Not what is on. It's a same, thing in, same thing at the end. Same thing at the end. Like the ending was like, <laughs> oh, I totally jacked that part up and yeah, just well. said it all wrong. We do have fun here. We do yeah, have fun. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, Kelly, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for asking me back. Yeah, we like to have you here. I appreciate yeah. it. It's fun. Hey, this has been a... Um, let's see, we just started March, right? So mm-hmm. this yeah. has been a very um, uh, jam-packed, full Jam-packed. Month. I feel like Boy, you, you threw that of, in for Lauren, didn't you? Jam-packed, yeah. yes. He, well, I, I assume he's tuning in, so. Tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting that <laughs> dial set. <laughs> he, uh, we he, love that guy. He, we, we, had a lot, we had a lot going on in the February, beginning of March. Yeah, we were full of activities yes but like big stuff too yeah yeah like you know? really good stuff yeah we what we had um we had worship and prayer night yep. which was amazing baptisms um we had 17 baptisms All right was nuts absolutely nuts it was amazing uh we had our come to the table yep uh which was our chili cook-off our chili cook-off i'm kelly, not bitter kelly uh did you did you place i took third took third okay it's respectable. You yours took was, third. Yours was gone before I made it around, so that's why I placed third. I didn't win. I didn't get. <laughs> I didn't even place. Our, our small didn't group get didn't my even one. place. You would have had if you just got one if more. I'd gotten Man, one I ended up two crock pots. I, I still. I don't know who's counting <laughs> this thing. I I walked into the office on Monday morning, and Pat's group had won first in that area, and I walked in and I said, "I have a bone to pick with you." <laughs> I don't feel like it was a fair shake. That's I ran right. out. So not enough people got to try mine. That's, right. that's exactly right. And he, he laughed about it. And he was like, I don't even like chicken chili. And that's what we made. <laughs> uh, it, was a good, it was a good time. Okay, we so had, there was yeah. two different categories, right? There was the well, traditional, yeah. traditional. And what was the other one? Traditional. Other. And then other. Yeah. Traditional. And then it was like okay. I, I, uh, best in spoon or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Which was which was like a different category. It yeah, was like because yeah. uh, I think last year we had a lot of like white chicken chili yeah. that was entered, and it was like how do you like it's how do you different? Compare? How yeah. you can't you totally can't different flavors? You can't compare that to traditional chili. So right. I, I did like that we made that change. Rachel and the uh, hospitality team made that change. It Can I show one. y'all mm. how seriously I take this competition every year? Now I put notes in my phone <clears throat> to remember for next year. Things, oh I'm, things I'm going to remember for next year. Make one with beans and one without. Because yes. some people wouldn't try mine because it uh-huh. had beans in it. There were very few. That, yeah. Uh, I, I ultimately, like like beans are not something that I eat on a regular basis mm-hmm. due to diet. Sure. And they were in most every chili. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to was, Texas. Like, I, we just... But I... So I'm from Kansas. And in Kansas, 
beans belong in Chile. You come to Texas, and I feel like you get slapped in the mouth if you say that. Like it's a dirty I thing know, man. that I, you put beans in your chili. I, I, I got no room to talk. I grew up in Oklahoma. Exactly. So you and I. None of us in this room should be talking about Texas. <laughs> like, uh, none of us are from Texas. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, chili cook but that was fun though. It was, yeah. it was, it was nice to have everybody there, and and I mean the come the come to the tables are always fun anyway. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then to you know throw a little competition into it. Who who doesn't? Who do, well maybe maybe not not everyone does, but most people are on board with a little competition. It was, it was I had a good time, and good. now I know who my friends are. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, we, so baptisms was fun. Um, uh, you know, it's it's always funny, and I I tell a story. Um. My uh, my daughter, who is who is now nine, um, when they when they bring the kids down, when the kids come from, I think we we may actually we didn't we didn't bring the kids down we didn't this, do time. It this time, but, but my daughter, my oldest daughter, was getting baptized, so we went and got our other kids so mm-hmm. they could come down and be a part of it too. And and uh, but it's it's always funny for your kids to see you in a different environment than what they're used to, and uh, and so you you know. We were we were there and you guys were there and yeah I have to get on the mic and try to corral some people and 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 then yeah stall, you're like directing traffic and very yeah. much like what I do here yes uh, yes I'm directing traffic and stalling for time <laughs> and and so I'm doing the same thing except now my kids are in the room and they're watching me and uh, and so later on later on a couple of days later I'm I'm just sitting we're just at the house and Kenzie looks up at me and she goes Dad you did good that day <laughs> you were actually kind of funny oh actually actually kind <laughs> gotta of throw funny. the actually yeah. in and there it was like all like like the inflection was up like i was totally surprised that people thought you were funny. that's right and i guess that's right because you're boring and they thought <laughs> you right. were funny dad yeah i was like oh that's something <laughs> i forget like you know are, most of the time our kids just don't get to see what especially what you do i mean you're not always in front of the mic, but you've been in front of the mic before. Right. And any moment, I'm literally thinking about that. Like any moment that you're in front of the mic, there are there's some other place. You know, yeah. they're they're yeah. doing their thing. Um, One of these days, that's if, interesting. If I ever lead worship again, then we'd be like, "What? What? Did you know you he can did this? Sing it all? You could play guitar. <laughs> that's right. Not they're really. gonna be looking at Kara Kay going." Did you know about this? Who is this person? <laughs> You've lied to me my whole life. <laughs> well, another another funny Kenzie story. Uh, we, uh, my wife and I, just celebrated 15 years, our 15 year anniversary on uh, on the first, and um, uh, we also, as you know, mm-hmm. um, recently got a puppy. Mm. Puppy does not sleep through the night, which is tons of fun, and so about five five thirty six somewhere in there, if we're lucky. Uh, puppy wakes up and needs to go to the bathroom. Yep. And um, fortunately, uh, realizes that one of us cares about him and the other one doesn't, <laughs> especially in the middle of the night. So he wakes her up and she takes him and goes to the bathroom. And uh, and then she comes back in and she's like, he, he's often not ready to go back to bed. So it's the, up time. Yeah. It's, it's time to play. So yes. she has stopped trying to bring him back into the bedroom and convince him to go back to sleep. And she just like lays down on the couch and goes to sleep and lets yeah. the dog play and do whatever. Um, and so Kinsey notices this. And after a few nights of it, several nights of it, she's like super worried. And she's like, Mom, 
are you and dad fighting? Like, oh, no, you've no. been sleeping on the couch for oh, like, no. like three <laughs> nights in a row. And so she's super oh, concerned that like Kerke and it. I have fought. And oh. I, I appreciate the fact that she gives me the credit that maybe I wasn't wrong. Oh, yeah. And then I get to keep the bed. Oh, and yeah. I'm not the one that has to sleep on the couch. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was it was really funny. She was super concerned that we were fighting and. And because uh, all she like, sees, y'all go to bed, right. and <laughs> well, know, they go to bed, they go to bed, and yeah, and then mom wakes up, and, and then she's mom, on, mom's she on wakes the up, mom's on the couch. <laughs> that's oh, that's like I know that's heartwarming, that's good, <laughs> you know. That's good. I thought it was the funniest thing. So, like, that's amazing, that's good, that's good. So, oh, that's funny. I love yeah. that, I love that. Yeah, well, so yeah, baptisms and come to the table. Um, we have we have a jacaranda table that's set up right now mm-hmm, um, out mm-hmm. in the cafe, and if you don't know about them, this is uh, a family in our church, the Johnsons, that um, they take a trip to a medical trip to uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and um, do some some very needed medical uh, just meeting of needs and taking care of people. And yeah, they, uh, uh, they the, put up a clinic. Yep, they put up a clinic, take care of a bunch of people, and the the medicines that they need to take are um, not readily available in country. And so they pack them all into their suitcases and take them with them. Um, And so one of the ways that we have, as a church, been able to come alongside them is to help them um, stock up those those medicines in pill form and take them with them. So um, if you if you are interested, you can totally do that. There's a list in the app that gives you all the medicines, the different kind of medicines. They're all over the counter stuff um, that you can come and stock up the Jacaranda team before they hit the road or the plane and mm-hmm. um, and and help in that sort of way too. But it's cool, you know, it's cool. We got we got all kinds of things going on. Yeah, uh, we, we wrapped up Awaken. Um, yeah, that was that was a that was a, a month long thirty day deal that uh, ends ends and because we did it in February for whatever reason it ends in March. Yeah, which is always <laughs> funky. But uh, when when you guys when you guys have we've done we've done these kinds of things fasting and praying or whatever um, for from for several years. Mm-hmm. Then there's been a couple that we didn't do it. But do you guys go into that with like okay here is what here's the specific thing that I'm going to pray about. For this this month, or or do you just kind of go into it like uh, I don't know? I'm just gonna see what God does, or both, I guess. Mm. Kelly, do you have an answer for that? Well, for specifically with the this year's Awaken book, since it was a different person writing it and um, different things to be thinking about, different topics across the board. Which I mean, it's kind of always like that, but this year it just felt even more separated by um, topics. Yeah. Uh, so this year I just prayed over whatever it was that God led me to while I was doing those studies, any thoughts that came up, or if there was something that was just prevalent on my heart that day, mm. took it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, in, in years past, I've, I've had like a, I've tried to maybe have a thought, um, or th- at least a theme for like, I really want to talk to God about this and I would love some, but over time I have realized how I don't know pointless that can be <laughs> because try telling God what you want to learn about. Uh, he's like, okay, we're going to talk about this instead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the last couple of times we've done this um, in a formal setting, I have just I've just tried to pursue time with him in in, in incorporating Sabbath with that and 
um, some silence and solitude. And um, Shelby and I have done, we've done ministry together for a long time now. And so um, she and I have something we start every year with, which is a start and stop. And so we identify things we want to begin mm-hmm. for the year and things we want to stop for the year. And I we have just learned to to help one another with that. So I usually ask her, what do you think I should be <laughs> looking at? Because um, if someone's going to know me well enough, she's going to get it 95% right. Like if she's saying, I think you should work on this. Um, so we just try to, we try to jump into those um, start and stop kind of things and spend our time um, working on the, the exercise of being present with God. I mean, I don't know how... You, I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced this, but like, I don't know what it is about human nature that is just not okay sitting still and just being in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, go find, go. I mean, we've got, we've got, you know, most people wouldn't call them mountains, but we here in North Texas call them mountains. Uh, you go to the Wichita mountains, just about an hour North here, um, and go sit on a rock somewhere and hang out and try, try being still for an hour and a half. And do and just being still and just listening and not letting your mind drift and pulling out your phone like counting how many times you pick up your phone. That's yeah. really difficult. What is it about our inability to just be present with God? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we've done these like corporate fasts like this, I have I've tried to exercise that mm-hmm. finding time to just train myself to be okay with just being with God. Um, so that's, I think that's where I, I've, I've shifted into definitely followed our, uh, our, um, devotional package that we did this year. And it was really cool to see the different churches contribute to that. And mm-hmm. the plurality of voices, I think it's really, I think it's really awesome. I wish we had a massive billboard in the middle of our city that just celebrated the, the, the churches that came together to do this. And, Plurality of voice. I think division amongst the church is the number one killer of people's faith, and um, and so I I just I love that for the last two years this has been something we're committed to, and I hope it continues and grows from there. And waking was really cool. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I, as I'm going through it, um, you know, last year I remember I remember having something specific in mind that I was praying about. And, um, you know, not necessarily in the way of like, God, answer this question for me or tell me this thing, but, um, just having a specific topic in mind. And then, Mm -hmm. and then this year is like, I didn't really. And so it was very much like just praying for people and, um, whatever, as you said, Kelly, like, you know, whatever, whatever was, was brought up in that, in that, um, you know, I liked the, I liked the prompts at the end that was like, you know, pray over this or pray for this, or, you know, um, I liked that at the end just to kind of give you an idea of. Well, and I do love the aspect of, like, we're all doing this together. Like, we're all doing the same thing together at all these different churches. I mean, how many hundreds of people are represented, thousands of people are represented by these churches coming together, reading the same stuff, praying through, pray, praying some of the same prayers. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. When we can align that many people um, to one common pursuit, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Well, and if you are, I, I, I heard somebody, um, somebody asked the question over the last couple of weeks, like, okay, so 
we did we did awaken now it's come to an end but now what do i do <laughs> yes, but, but yeah. like okay but now what now there's got to be something else uh-huh. you know so yeah. uh, and so i was thinking you know like like take those take the times that you've created or the 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 habits that you've had and granted we may be a week late like now you've had some time to not do it for a week but take those habits and um and 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 use them keep them going you know get on the get on the bible app and find a find another another devotional to go through um maybe something specific and that you need to that you need to deal with or the you know the bible in a year or 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 whatever but find something and keep those keep those habits going um yeah you know i almost i almost wish uh, some sometimes we need that little streak yeah, uh, you know the like the Bible app has the streak of how many days uh-huh. you know it's how like, many days you've read consistently. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, I need that streak so I can be like, uh-huh. oh, I can't, I can't ruin that too. Sometimes I need that little extra motivation just to, to ding in my head. That's like, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, get back to it. But yeah, I enjoyed Awaken. It was yeah, Awaken was good. good. I look forward to I look forward to what um, happens next year with it, and and even uh, the furthering of some partnerships. Um, just the simple fact of lead pastors, you know, Lauren being on text threads with these other lead yeah. pastors and, and the conversations they have, you know, week to week, month to month, meeting up for call. I mean, it's just a good thing. Um, so I look forward to seeing what God does with that. Yeah, it was cool to be on the a little bit on the inside of that. And yeah. um, I got to be a part of a couple of those meetings and just kind of watch those, those um, pastors meet together and say, what do we want to do? And it wasn't like anybody was like, well, we should do it this way. No, we yeah. should do it my way. And what I believe, you know, it was like, it was very much a, what, what works for you guys? What, how can we do this together? It was very, very much a, a collaborative thing, which was really cool. So. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So we started a new series, um, just, uh, I guess, I guess two weekends ago, uh, called Easter people. And um, taking a look at uh, the the story of Easter from the different perspectives, uh, and I, I the different perspective of, of different people that are involved yeah. throughout the story. Yeah, I like that. And Tanner, I know we've we've talked about this before. It's it's difficult when you work in a church and we have these certain things, these certain topics that come up every every year, and yeah. you have to do them again, and we have to sing the same songs again, and we have to talk about this, you know, whatever. We're going to read the same scriptures again, and uh-huh. uh, sometimes that can get old, and sometimes we have to look at it from a new perspective. And yeah. so I appreciate the um, a look at Easter from a slightly different perspective of, yeah. uh, rather than just, here's the story, it's, here's the story <laughs> from the different perspectives. Right. So... Um, Mary, Mary Magdalene being the, uh, the, the first, the first one that we looked at, mm-hmm. um, did anything, anything stand out to you guys in, uh, um, in her story as we look at the Easter, as we look at the Easter story through her perspective? Yeah. I mean, okay. So first I want to say something that's very simple, but I feel like it's always, it's always a good reminder. Um, how many Marys did he mention that weekend? <laughs> uh, Lots of Marys. So many Marys. So I can understand, like, I can understand the confusion between, wait, who are we talking about? (laughs) So uh, I love the fact that um, one of the simple things we can do to contextualize Scripture, and as we're reading it, as we're studying, as we're looking at the life of these early followers of Jesus, is a simple clarification. Who are we talking about? Can I also note that I love 
Lauren, it's like a Lauren quirk where he's like, no, I'm not talking about this Mary anymore. And I'm talking about this Mary. And, yeah. like, and remember, it's not this Mary. Like he has to come back and remind you again. of yes. like, Just to be clear, I'm on this Mary. That's now. right. That's <laughs> so. right. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I appreciate that uh, we're doing that because, I mean, it, it would be very easy for us to just say, ah, I think it's probably all the same Mary. I don't know. Um, so uh, I like that. Um, and I do, I agree with you, Brooke, that there's, um, I, Lauren likes to say that there's nothing new under the sun. He's, he's been, he's heard that multiple times that as creative as we think we're being, we're not creating anything new. We're somebody somewhere has probably done some form of this, um, which speaks to the Easter story is the Easter story. That doesn't change year to year. Um, so how do you speak about that? I appreciate that. I get to be part of this uh, series, so I get to teach one of these weekends, and um, I get I, I like that we're talking about um, the post-resurrection people, so that's kind of what uh, this specific chunk of Scripture has been classified as. These are post-resurrection experiences. Um uh, I think Lauren mentioned on on the Mary uh, Mary of Magdala, uh, Mary Magdalene weekend that there's like eleven people that are uh, referred to as the post resurrection people. These are people Jesus appeared to and and those things. So uh, it's interesting to think about the resurrection after the after or think about resurrection before we get to Easter, like you know, so. Um, I think we tend to do that in our faith already. We like to fast forward through the hard stuff. Mm. Get just get me to the restoration. Yeah. Get me to the where God restores things, makes things new, and and everything's good again. We like that. We like a pretty good finale in a movie or a story. Like we like that. Um, I like that. There's a degree of uh, a degree of doubt intertwined in this series with each of these people we're talking about. Um, there's a degree of wrestling with how much faith do they have, mm-hmm. you know? Um, one of the things that, uh, in fact, that he said about Mary Magdalene is uh, he he highlighted, I think it was in, I think it was in uh, John 18, so which is not the passage we were really studying, but in 18 is where Jesus was telling his disciples, you know, uh, the son is going to be killed, and, he's, and on the third day he'll rise again. Uh, almost like as in a nonchalant mention. And then, in fact, Easter Day, the third day, he he is there's an empty tomb. Mary runs up, discovers that the tomb is empty, and immediately she's thinking somebody has stolen the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where did it? Who took him? Yeah. They took. She runs to Simon yeah, Peter, yeah. and I, and again he talk. He I like how he throws how shade. Many times? He, he he throws shade at John here, uh, where he goes. I like how John gets gets to tell him, uh, you know, the one Jesus loved. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. John's talking about himself here. Simon Peter and the one Jesus loved. But she runs up to them and she's like, they they took him. Like whoever they is, they did something the with him, they. and I don't know where they put him. Um, and then when Jesus appears uh, to her, he's like, "Why? What is so wrong?" And she thinks he's like some the gardener, gardener yeah. <laughs> like and doesn't even recognize. And she's basically like, "What did you do with him? Yeah. <laughs> where did?" You? And I want what what struck me about this is how worked up do we get? 
about something we know has happened, you know, mm-hmm. air quotes, we know. How often do we think we know something we don't actually know? We get so worked up thinking we're doing the right thing. I mean, here she is talking to this gardener, you know, supposed gardener, who is the resurrected Jesus. And she's like yelling at him, what did you do with him? Where, where? And she's mad. She miffed, you know, at this gardener, <laughs> thinking she's doing the right thing, defending Jesus, defending you know, her savior, the one that she's been following and she had it wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how often do we do that? That was one of the things that kind of popped into my mind as, as he was talking about this. Um, I think there's multiple times I have, I have downright gotten angry about something that I thought I knew mm. and was acting out in a righteous anger, you know, whatever that means. Um, and I had it wrong, yeah. or at least I had a detail of it wrong. So I like how, um, and I think you'll discover this, we'll all discover this as, we, as this series progresses. There's a little subtle nuance uh, to how each of these groups of people react to um, the resurrection Jesus. Um, we're going to fast forward. We're going to talk about uh, Doubting Thomas, who gets the, you know, he gets the, Name Doubting Thomas. He's referred to that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some subtle nuances to the ways that we see people react to the resurrection of Jesus. And there's lots of truth, I think, that we can relate to in today's society, how we respond as followers of Jesus. Um, that, quite honestly, might turn other people off. It might turn people away from the church. It might turn people away from Christianity. Um, I'm kind of excited to see this one progress, develop, and each conversation that we're going to have. So it's exciting. Yeah. I like the, um, j- just from, from what you're saying there, it reminds me of, of all of the times that, that Jesus said, I'm going to die. And then three days later, I'll be back. I'll be back. Like, hey guys, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I'll be back. Guys. Hey, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. it. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. This is all leading to the same thing. And guess what? I'm gonna be back. And we just we cannot get it through our heads. One of the things that was interesting is uh, he continued, and I didn't. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it, and I didn't. I mean, I confess I didn't go research it after he said this, but <laughs> he mentioned that um, in Jewish culture, and I don't know how true this is. Uh, he seemed very confident about it, <laughs> um, so I'll defer to him. Um, but in Jewish culture, they really could grasp the idea. It was in the context of talking about miracles. Do you believe that miracles exist? It's very hard for us, I'll admit, in our Western society, Western culture, where we are pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We we can do this on our own. We manifest our own success, all those things. It's very difficult to accept the fact that like radical, crazy miracles happen, you know, like the resurrection of someone or the growing back of a limb, miraculous healing, any of those things. I think we can uh, kind of reason those things off often. So he was in the context of that where he was talking about how in the Jewish culture, they really had a 
belief about they could understand the resurrection of all people at the end of the story, at the end of the age, yeah. at the yeah. end of time. Uh, they could con they could they could grasp that concept. That was something that they had learned about. That they had that was part of their culture that they had um, lived in. But this even even those who had seen Jesus resurrect someone, and he talked about Lazarus as well, who, who was Jesus' friend, who he brought back to life, resurrected. Even being able to see those things caused them to have more belief, but at the very end, when it was Jesus himself who was going to die, um, their inability to grasp the concept of him defeating the grave and coming back on the third day, resurrecting himself, uh, was very small, almost non-existent. Um, as if the point of it was the suffering and not the resurrection. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, another thing that was uh, really interesting, um, and we could take it pretty far if we wanted to, which is um, we don't often talk about in in our modern culture, we don't often talk about um, the women of the Bible. We don't often talk about early followers of Jesus who were, uh, what's a way of saying, like early adopters of the faith, you yeah. know, as being women. And then he also said, uh, who went to the tomb? Like it wasn't the men. They were hiding, fearful of their life. They were you know, denying. They were, you know, all, all that. Uh, and yet here's Mary Magdalene. And um, she's approaching his tomb to grieve the loss of someone she loves and makes this discovery. And so uh, I think we, we can tend to skirt around how central to the story some of these uh, women were in our, in our early faith. Um, he talked about it being a patriarchal society. Um, you can argue there's elements of that that exist in our culture today. Um, and how it was kind of weird that Jesus would reveal himself to her and that um, she would be telling people about it. And um, because it's pretty easy to just, I don't know, skate through or skirt what a woman might be telling you in those times. Um, so I, those were some really interesting points that I, I hadn't really ever thought about when it came to the story of Easter, you know, the resurrection story. I hadn't really ever thought about those things in, in light of that. So um, just really good stuff. I agree, especially Mary Magdalene has been uh, one of my favorite figures of the Bible for a long time, and she wasn't always. Mm -hmm. um, I think as a kid... Growing up, especially in my home church, it was um, kind of, she, she was kind of glossed over in general. It, mm. You know, they tell the story of when she comes and she washes Jesus' feet and, and, and anoints him. And we talk about that story as if it's 
Um, that's the only thing that she did. <laughs> and it's just because we don't, we wouldn't talk about it. Um, and I do wonder if that is part of our society of, we don't highlight these moments. We might just like read over this section, but nobody stops and actually says like, hold on, let's pause on these verses. Let's pause on her realization hmm. that the tomb is empty. Let's pause on the, her, um, looking around trying to find him. Let's, let's pause on her being the one to run back and, and tell everyone what she's experienced. Um, it, when I feel like from my memory and my understanding of the Easter story, it kind of skips straight to the tomb was empty. Soldiers were like, what happened? You know, waking mm -hmm. up and going, well, that, that seems impossible. Yeah. And yet here we are. And then it skips to um, Jesus appearing before the men in the upper room. And so there's, there's just a lot of times where it's, I feel like been pieced together in my memory. So to hear it fleshed out in a way of we're going to, we're going to acknowledge, um, the in-betweens, I guess. Yeah. We're going to acknowledge the, the spaces that we wouldn't normally linger on. Like who thinks of an entire message on just this short section? Not, I don't think a lot of people ever would. So I love that we're getting that opportunity. I love that we're looking at it from different perspectives because isn't that so much of how our faith today is experienced of your perspective with something that happens. Mm. Christ may be placing a situation in all of our lives at one time and Brooke's perspective on it is going to be completely different than your perspective right. and my perspective and our reactions are going to be different. And, and it takes us, um, seeing that humanness in one another to really explore the ways that faith can become a, why fellowship is so important and why faith can become right. a communal effort as much as it is a personal hmm. effort, because we need to be able to come together and say, these are our shared experiences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and let's process them together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think just the different perspectives, like you're saying is uh, the, the communal aspect of, of, reading the scriptures and understanding these, these, um, these stories is, is, is so important because you get locked into that, mm -hmm. that perspective of this is what I've always heard. This is how I've always read. I've read this a million times. You know, how many times have you read the story of the resurrection, mm -hmm. right? Sure. If you've grown up in church that we, you've read it all At your life. At least once a year. At yeah. least once a year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so you hear the same things over and over and you gloss over the same things over and over. You briefly get through them and you move on. And so you just hit in the highlights but as you're saying, you bring out that different perspective in people and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I had never thought about it that way. Yeah, you it's know? like it's like every moment it adds to it. Every moment is um, a sacred moment, you know, uh, it, it, like if you don't pause to, to think about the story of Jesus resurrection through the eyes of Mary, uh, through the eyes of Simon Peter and John and then do you really know the resurrection story? Yeah. And so um it's it's um it's pretty cool to to see to see us do this. Um and you know, I don't know if Lauren had this idea from somewhere somewhere else or if he just decided, hey, I wanna do this, you know. Um doesn't really matter. <laughs> I, I'm glad we're doing it. Um it's brought a I mean, I'll be this honest on on the podcast. Um, it's brought back a curiosity mm -hmm. of the Easter story that I I lost. Um, 
you know, you do this long enough, like we talked about before, you do this long enough, you go, we know how this plays out. We know, we know this. And I'm looking forward to, you know, Easter with my family and not the church, <laughs> you know, as a whole. It becomes about the tradition. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so um, I, I love how um, this series is just, it's, it's, it's peaking that curiosity again and, and causing me to go, wait a minute, I think I'm missing pieces of the story here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I, I love, and again, I have a unique perspective in that um, I get to be part of crafting this series and um, get to teach one of teach one of the weekends. And um, it's it's uh, I I've, I sit on two camps uh, when it comes to uh, I guess quote unquote sermon prep, you know. Um, there's one camp of that is like, well, if you're only ever reading scripture and studying those things in preparation for, you know, delivering a message and all those things, then you're probably not doing it right. I think there's a degree of truth to that. Um, but there's also this other camp that I'm kind of leaning into right now, which is I'm thankful I'm studying for the sake of preparation because I learn a whole lot more, Yeah, (laughs) you know, um, Try miss speaking on a weekend and oh. getting some getting some <laughs> feedback. You learn some stuff. No, thank you. You learn not only is it okay to misspeak and to go back and clarify and to have good, healthy conversation with those who love you. You also learn how to deal with people. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I I'm thankful that I get to be a part of the preparation of all this and um, the study of this because I'll be honest. I wasn't going to think about this any other way than what tradition has dictated for me. And um, I would, I would, uh, you know, venture to say that um, willing to bet that um, there's a lot of our, our church um, that probably would fall into that camp of, yeah, I think I know the Easter story, you know, and um, we're missing pieces of it. So do you know, it's interesting that you just kind of made me think of, which is, unrelated in a way, but it, it just reminds me of why, um, having a faith family is so vital to your spiritual growth and vital to your spiritual journey, because I, I feel the exact same way. If I were just celebrating Easter another year on my own, doing studies on my own, or, um, you know, thinking about it in the ways that I've always thought about it, I wouldn't be offered a new way to look at at it and I could I could very easily get bored and just kind of gloss over it as another day and and just say oh thank you thank you Jesus uh, great <laughs> job rising from the dead you are very skilled yes um, and but, thank you for the food and thank you for the Moving food on. <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> and so I I could very easily get into a rut mm. and it's these other it, it's these other people talking to us it's the messages that our pastor brings it is um us sitting here you know pre-podcast having a conversation about theology yeah. and and us talking back and forth about our different theologies and saying okay that's a unique way to look at it and you know what i'm actually gonna go read again because i want to yeah. i want to read again and and see if my um if 
if my discernment from God is, is as I believe and as I, as I believe he's trying to tell me and, Mm. um, and we can continue loving each other and having these really good conversations. And, um, I love the fact that we can look at Easter in a new way because it, it, like you just said, the words, um, every moment was a sacred moment. Mm. That's like, gives me chills to think about that, Mm. that in a moment where, Mary recognizes that it's Jesus and she grabs him and she clings to him and she's like, Oh teacher, yeah, it's you. And it's just like, wow. When you think about that as such a sacred moment of like you, I'm imagining it as like, if I lost my father or I lost my husband or someone very close to me, how much, Oh gosh, the weight of that thinking of them being able to be back Mm. and how much joy she felt in that moment. And man, I have glossed over that Mm. my whole life. Mm. So it adds a layer of emphasis that I'm grateful to have going into this Easter because it adds a layer of emotional uh, connection for me to the joy that it was when he rose. Um, It's just powerful. So we need these conversations. We need these messages. We need these... um, hot takes, you know, <laughs> in order to be able to continue to, to move forward in our faith and mm. lean on each other and grow. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. We need those people to, to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Yeah. Side thought. Yeah. And, you know, in love, you know what I mean? Like in, in the fact that, um, it's to understand and to experience and to express. And, um, I think that's, um, that's part of the joy of this series is watching early Christians, those who are closest to Jesus, discover the resurrection. Oh, it did happen. And you know what? He did say this was going to happen. <laughs> and reconciling within them um, the innocence of doubt in the midst of their faith and that's okay. And I, 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 yeah, it's a good series. And how much more powerful does that make it since, you know, all those times that we struggle to believe that there is a, a point where all of his promises are going to be fulfilled and Mm. all of all, everything that he has told us is going to come to fruition. How much more powerful does that make it to say like, even in the times when we doubt that he has said all along and will continue to nudge us and say, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm going to be there. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of even makes that sink in a little bit deeper too of like we, he, he, he tells us and we doubt him and it can be right in front of our face. And then here it is. And we go, Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not paying attention, but That's I right. am now. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I love the um, the the subversiveness of of all of that. So, just like you're saying, we we see it. Oh, oh, oh! Now I see it. Mm-hmm. You've been telling me. Now I see it. But it's also the oh, you mean like that? Like that? Oh, I didn't anticipate. I thought <laughs> I thought something else. And so that's that's one of the things that I love about this story. And is that you know throughout the ministry of Jesus, the uh, the people he was around, everybody that he's around is looking for this Messiah 
that is going to do this thing that they have determined in their head. He's going to overthrow the Romans. He's going to set free. He's going to create the kingdom again. And it's all going to be this awesome thing. And he's going to, you know, ride in a horse and we're going to take it back. And, and, and then he's like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come quietly. I'm going to come quietly. Like, I'm going to, it's going to be, it's going to be different. You yeah. know, even the, the word subversive to, to come from underneath, to yeah. overthrow. And they're all like, yeah, that's what we want. We want a subversive Jesus to overthrow. And it's like, <laughs> I'm going to overthrow what you think. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to jack with your heads mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's not going to be what you're thinking because it's going to create something different that's sustaining and it's lasting yeah. that, that comes from a different place. And so then to choose a woman. You know, we, are, we you talked about that, Tanner, that, and and Laura mentioned that on on Sunday that that you know to choose a woman as your as your first person, the one that you're gonna say, okay, now go now go find the rest of them. Now you go tell them all that this happened. Even even their response, like she's like, oh my gosh, everything's happened. And they're like, wait, I gotta go see for myself. You know, and they take off. And Can then you imagine Mary's vindication whenever he <laughs> appears. She's like, I told you. I said. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like if it were me, I'd be like, didn't I say? Mm-hmm. Boy, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I told yeah. you. <laughs> you know, but I just, I love that uh, and, and what that says about, about um, following Jesus, that it's not, it's not about those that earn it. It's not about those that deserve it. Um, it's not about those that, that, that we look at and say, oh, well, they should get it, you know, for whatever, whatever, fill in the blank, however you fill in the blank, that it's, it's all about, you know, as, as Lauren said, that salvation is, is only about grace, and, and it's for everybody, you know, and so to, to see that aspect of this story of the resurrection of Jesus now, okay, this happened, I'm the, uh, you're, you're the first person seeing me for real mm-hmm. after, afterwards, now go tell the other people that I spend all the time with. And now go, you know, you be the one that takes this to the rest of them. And obviously there, there's a little, um, you know, there's some fill in the blanks there from the, the, the story that we get, but that's what it is. You know, it's like you get the story of her seeing a gardener and then like, Oh, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go. And he sends her to go get everybody else. And, and I just, I love that that it's it's con- I mean it's it's constant throughout the story of mm-hmm. um of Jesus ministry throughout his ministry it's always like he's riding in on a donkey why is he riding in on a donkey and not on a you know on a horse why is he riding in and everybody's singing hosanna save us yay and it's like yeah I'm, I'm going to do that just not at all how you think and it's not going to look like what you think it is and then they get really mad when it's not that. And it's like, I thought you were going to come overthrow everybody. Well, give us somebody else. Give us somebody else. <laughs> yeah, give, us that, give us that murderer. We don't want that guy anymore. He's not going to do what he said he was going to do. It's like, well. So I, I, I always loved that. I, I love that part of the story that he's like, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the, it's the taking the time to, uh, to pardon the, um, the woman caught in adultery, you know, mm-hmm. and we only see that one aspect and it's like, yay, but what about the dude? Where's he? Mm-hmm. Is he not a part of this? Uh, the, the woman at the well, you know, these all seem to be about women, apparently. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the woman at the well, he's not supposed to be talking to this person. He's not even supposed to be talking to anybody that's, that's from there, but he's mm-hmm. hanging out and he's having a conversation with a woman and a woman that's had four or five husbands and, you know, it's, is dealing with all of the, the stigmatisms and everything that's going to come with that. And he's not supposed to be talking to these people. He's not supposed to be doing it in this way. And, 
Um, not supposed to come from a uh, you know a small town of what 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 could come from Galilee? Like what mm-hmm. good could come from Galilee? Really? I mean, you know. So the the constant subversion of not just uh, what Jesus was hope, what they were hoping him to be the Messiah, but mm-hmm. but the uh, the subversion of of all of that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the subversion of what a Messiah means and what that actually is, and how we apply that to our to our everyday lives. Always was just really that's always been a great thing for me I always like that I'm such a visual thinker that when you were describing that um I was thinking about how the people at the time must have been envisioning they've been hearing you know about this the savior and they've been hearing about all the miracles he's worked and they probably envisioned some guy riding into town who's like big and buff and like a Samson kind of looking dude on a stallion and just like the <laughs> <laughs> comes around the corner um on a donkey, you know, like yeah. that just the visual of that is just cracking me up a little bit. Because, I mean, but we do yeah. that. We, we do, do that, that all the yeah. time. We do that with our, our heroes. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at all of the superheroes. Yeah. All the superheroes are overly strong and yeah. muscly in whatever way, you know, we do that with our, our, with our political figures, Absolutely. with our leaders of, of whatever. I mean, look at sports. Mm-hmm. Sports is built around the, you know, those, those kinds of characters that we build up in those ways. Absolutely. And, and then he's a, you know, a dude that nobody really cared to look at. And yeah, riding you in would not have even noticed him if he had not, you know, if there, it had not been announced that that's who he was. You it probably would have just seen a dude on a donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that. Are you yeah. selling? Uh, what it makes today, it sir? even makes me think. Like uh, you said, visual thinker. So then that started coming in. Pictures started coming up in my mind about. You know, even in the moments where Jesus was talking to them, saying, "You know, on the third day, I'm gonna, ri- I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise from the dead." You know, they probably weren't thinking about the discovery of an empty tomb. We mm. have romanticized the discovery of an empty tomb as the big, grandiose moment. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if if somebody was telling me this, I would I would picture like busting out of that yeah, thing like you know like people are here and it's like boom <laughs> here yeah. i am you no know? question about it but it was really like kind of want one it slowly rolled yes, or something like that yeah, you know, yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like peeking it's around just, the corner is it, it was is it, it was this <laughs> massive you know stone was not where it was supposed to be right yeah and and there's this cave that is supposed to have you know the body of mm-hmm. Christ in there and it's just empty. And you know, she thought, dang, somebody took him mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. They even are trying to torture him after he's mm-hmm. died. And you know, you know what I mean? Well, and she pleads with them. She's, she's like, please tell me where you put him. Yes. Like this is, and I'll go get him. Yeah. Like if you moved him, we have the right to know Yes, as people who loved him. Uh-huh. And they're like, lady, we didn't move we him. Didn't, yeah. We don't, this is weird to us. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, it's a, it's amazing to me. I, I would, I would, I've heard, I've heard multiple times, and we may even say it on Easter this year, like how awesome this discovery of an empty tomb is. But it's kind of like, where's the fireworks, man? You know, like <laughs> what you were expecting. I yeah. expected the glamorous stuff. You know, two thousand years now from removed from that. Looking back, it's like, oh, this is huge. Even even Lazarus, right? right? Lazarus was like, all right, everybody's here. All right, dude, come on out. Walk yeah. out. You know, it's like, whoa. That's a, that seems whoa. to be a bigger deal than this, you know. Not uh, early on a morning in right. some 
some lady and she and honestly and honestly she just happens to be coming to mourn him today you know what i mean didn't even occur to her oh this is the third day i better go check you know i better go see no it's like i'm i'm oh anyway that's so it's so true and it, it really speaks to the ways that miracles today happen it's not i I can't recall a time and I feel, I feel like I personally have witnessed miracles in different forms Um, from like health stuff to um, times that I feel like I should have died when I didn't, you know, there's just been different experiences in my life that I feel like I can say that was a miraculous event. Um, And none of them were huge in your face things. They're all like that. They're all, slow change over time or subversive, a subversive Jesus who comes in and suddenly I look up and I go, oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, that happened. Oh, Mm. wow. And then Mm. I'm processing through and going, holy cow. And my mind is still blown, but it was a quiet, a quiet transition and it, it happened Where's the stirred up crowd? Did you see that? You know, and when Um, we pray for miracles, I think we still expect to to a level we still expect you know trumpets blaring or some type mm -hmm. of big sign from God that Mm -hmm. a miracle is happening, and more often than not, it's happening without us being aware. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I heard a um, pastor um, a couple years ago tell me this and it's stuck with me. It's in, it's kind of infused its way into any sort of teaching setting that I have and any moment of leadership that I have, which is just this reminder that we're always looking for these fireworks, but really the true glory of God is happening in something as small as the burning of a candle. Um, and that's a very, I mean, poetic way of saying, um, more often than not, these times where Jesus is showing us something, God is doing something, coming through um, in significant ways for us um, and for our world, um, are those moments that you could overlook. Mm-hmm. Those those moments that you could, given the wrong perspective, miss. And um, And how often do we give up? on trusting sure because we don't see it can you imagine can you imagine um jesus has been crucified he has been placed in his tomb and then the next day happens and it's just uneventful Mm -hmm. and 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 worry begins to set in and anxiety of what I don't, all what you thought begins to unravel and what have I spent my last three years chasing? What yes. have I dropped all everything for? Yes. The easy thing to forget in that moment is the promise of, re- of, of, uh, coming back on the third day. Yep. And, um, and then again, how significant yet uneventful, the discovery of an empty tomb could have been mm-hmm. and how dramatic the reunion of person to person as Jesus reveals himself was, 
yet there's no roaring crowd behind, you know, witnessing this mm-hmm. big, huge, climactic moment. Um, I don't know. I just wonder how many times in my own life have I overlooked the um, manifestation of God himself in my life because it was an insignificant moment. Amen, brother. And wasn't really anybody there to celebrate that with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how important that message is for um, those of us who are searching, wrestling mm-hmm. with our faith. Um, we've talked, even we talked off podcast before we got started about the, dist- the, um, uh, um, what's it called? The, my, the word is gone. Um, deconstructing our faith, you know, unraveling those things. And for many people, not just deconstructing their faith to build it back up again, but just deconstructing their faith to where it's non-existent. Mm -hmm. How many of us need to hear the message of um, what we saw in Jesus revealing himself to Mary Magdalene and the impact that can have on our understanding of resurrection story and this Easter season and why we do what we do. Yeah. Well, it seems like a good place to wrap it up here. Um, we, uh, we talked about, uh, his, his closest friends, the disciples, um, this past weekend. And, uh, with, as you said, talk about Thomas coming up and a couple other people leading up to, uh, to actually Easter Sunday this, this year. So we've got a couple of weeks to go still here and um, I'm I'm excited to you know again have some different perspectives and and look at this from some uh, some different eyes some different eyes on the story and uh, um, so yeah so we hope you guys are having a um, a good spring break week um, here in Wichita Falls those of you that actually get to do anything for spring break or get time off or mm-hmm. if that just means yep it's spring break so yep. I'm back to work whatever yep. and this particular spring break I'm taking delivery of more chickens. So, um, (laughs) you all can send your complaints to, uh, my wife's email. Gladly. Um, It's going to be great. It's going to be great. My neighbors are going to be thrilled. Your neighbors are going to be doing They're going to be thrilled. They really are. (laughs) Um, can I throw in there? My, my mom has an RV that she stays in when she comes to town and it currently happens to be parked at the Hodges house. Yeah. yeah. Um, They have a nice little slab for it. So she, (laughs) she parks right next to it. And she would text me at three o'clock in the morning and be like, I'm going to kill that rooster. I'm going to kill that rooster. Yeah. I'm going to get it. His days are numbered. His, his days are numbered. The, de- the delivery of said uh, chickens are, will, will mark the beginning of his departure. So. Mm. <laughs> R.I.P. Foghorn Leghorn or whatever his name is. <laughs> Does he have a name? Uh, yes, it's Pip. Pip. Uh, Pip was the cutest little chick. Uh, you ever did see? <laughs> that uh, he was the little, small, yellow, stereotypical, meek, smallest one, gets picked on. Mm. He, we thought this one was going to be our favorite, and he is just... He hulked out. He's mean, man. As is the story <laughs> with most roosters, but whatever. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, the joys of not having chickens. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go home to my housework. In chickens no way, not. something that's happening yeah. in my house. Have a great spring. Have a great spring break. <laughs> All right. So this has been the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at ColonialChurch.com, or you can download our app from the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Um, we'd love to hear from you. What are you guys thinking? How do you enjoy the perspectives from uh, these these different people? What uh, what has been um, revealed to you or shown to you or something you've not seen before as we go through it? Send us your comments, your questions, your feedback, podcast at colonialchurch.com. That's our email. Thank you for listening. We will pick up our conversation again next week. <laughs>